Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hi there. Before we get started today with Vineet Mira, who is the global CMO of Walgreens Boots Alliance, which is $130 billion business, I wanted to give you a couple of points of reference because we're going to make notation on a few things throughout this podcast and you're going to be wondering, okay, how do I see what she's talking about? Where's the video? Where are the slides? And they're all going to be included in the article I'll write on adweek.com. So as a listener of CMO Moves, I truly appreciate you tuning in. If you want to see the slides, if you want to see the video, please don't forget to Google Adweek CMO Moves. You'll find Vinit's newest podcast there. And in that article, I'm embedding the video that we talk about in today's podcast on drones, which will be eye-opening. I was fascinated when I first saw it. And also a couple of slides that I think are super important, which is all about the role of the CMO embedded within the construct of the C-suite. Now, I mentioned Walgreens was a $130 billion business. Not only is Vineet the global CMO, he has four CMOs reporting into him. So it's more critical than ever before that Vineet is really able to see how the entire C-suite is involved in his mission and how to enroll them. And those are the slides we're gonna include in the article. Anyways, I wanted to give you that heads up. Know that they're there for you. This session's gonna be very different, right? So if you wanna hear about Vinit's career journey, we did that a year ago when he was CMO of Ancestry. Today, we're gonna to go really deep on how he's leading this organization as a global CMO. I hope you enjoy this. Can't wait to hear what you think, but until then, relax, enjoy, and here's Vinit Mira. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today I have the great pleasure of welcoming back my friend Vineet Mira, who is the global CMO of Walgreens Boots Alliance. Vineet, hi and welcome back to CMO Moves. It's great to be back. Thanks, Nadine. Yes, thank you. When I had you on the show last, you were the CMO of Ancestry and we were sitting in your office in San Francisco 
And now you're in Chicago with your new role as global CMO of Walgreens Boots Alliance. So big change for you, a big move. Tell me a little bit about that move and why you decided to take it on. Yeah, you know, um, the Ancestor experience was one of the very best experiences I've ever had. And, you know, also from a family standpoint, I mean, living on the West Coast was something that we'd always wanted to do. And I, I have to admit, we've absolutely fallen in love with the West Coast and, and the tech scene. Uh, but when this opportunity came along, it was really, really fascinating because it has so many elements that you need to bring to life to be a modern CMO that, you know, I'm always chasing the learning. I'm always chasing the experiences and a business at this scale to go from a digitally native company like Ancestry, to I would say more physically native like Walgreens Boots Alliance and trying to go from analog to digital at this scale was just an absolutely amazing experience. And uh, I'm really glad I'm here. I've been here for just over a year now, and we're trying to do everything we can to get the business into a modern marketing mindset. Wow. Okay. Let's put some context behind your role because this is a massive role. It's a massive company. And I don't think everybody knows what exactly Walgreens Boots Alliance is. I'll definitely take you through it. So I think the first misnomer is people think that Walgreens Boots Alliance is either just Walgreens or for those that have traveled to the UK is an alliance between Boots and Walgreens. And it's so much more than that. So Walgreens Boots Alliance came together as one company about four or five years ago. And essentially what it is, is it's made up of four distinct and different businesses. The first business that we've got is obviously Walgreens, which many of your U.S. listeners will know well. It's a $90 billion business, you know, over 9,000 stores, pretty much ubiquitous with health and wellness and pharmacy. The second business that we've got, which is just as an iconic a brand in the UK, which is Boots. And for any of your listeners who've been to London or across the UK, uh, and even in the Middle East, Boots is an absolutely iconic institution and is an absolutely beloved brand, one of the most beloved brands in the UK. So we've also got that in the mix. The third business that we've got is a, um, think of it like a consumer packaged goods business. So we've got brands that we sell in our own stores. And one of our most notable brands is Number 7, which is actually one of the biggest beauty brands in the world and the largest beauty brand in the UK. Also growing very quickly here in the US. So we've got a CPG business attached to two retail businesses like Boots and Walgreens. And then lastly, we've got a pharmaceutical wholesale business, which is one of the largest pharmaceutical wholesale businesses in the world. So much more of a B2B type business. So the stats and the size and scale of this business is pretty amazing. It's, it's a Fortune 17 business. We're listed on the Dow Jones. We're $130 billion. We have more than 440,000 people, almost 19,000 stores across 11 countries. And our wholesale business distributes to more than 240,000 pharmacies. Now you add that to the fact that we've also got some really amazing customer stats, um, which is one of our biggest assets here. We've got one of the largest loyalty programs. So 90 million balance reward members here in the US, 15 million Boots Advantage card customers in the UK. So a pretty, uh, pretty big footprint. There's no doubt about it. Okay, so that's massive. Um, and 
you as global CMO, I mean, how do you, how in the world do you think about that? You have other CMOs reporting into you, is that right? Yeah, so what's really interesting about this role is it's the first role that I've had where I've actually got CMOs reporting into me. And, you know, that's been in itself a great leadership experience, right? I've been a CMO before. Many of your listeners have had that experience as well or reporting into one. And it's not that common that a CMO's role will have four such distinct businesses. And while we have a lot of synergies in how we're modernizing marketing and building the modern data and technology infrastructure to do that and setting a common vision for where we want to go, um, I've got four CMOs and then quite a few kind of classic marketing functions such as insights, marketing technology, marketing operations, et cetera, that report into me. So that's, uh, that's quite a new experience. And I, I tell you, so it's, it's a leadership experience when you move from CMO to a CMO who leads CMOs. You have to lead in a very different way. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. Tell me a little bit about how you even just approached that role. So there had not been a global CMO before at the company. So I'm the first person to occupy this role. And I think there was recognition that while we had very strong marketing functions and marketing departments across each of these businesses, I think as we're going to talk later, there is a lot of change and transformation happening in the marketing function, right? I mean, I think this is a function that's changed more in the last five years than the last 30 years. And so the way I've really approached it is to first and foremost, hire a great team of CMOs. We've got an outstanding organization, a group of people that I I trust implicitly and are really helping us drive uh, the agenda forward. And then second, we set a common vision for marketing that no matter what division you were in or where in the world you were in this organization, we were going to take marketing into sort of the modern data-driven technology-enabled era together. And so the way we approached it was simple, build a team, create a vision, and then mobilize and galvanize across all functions, all the way up to the board level behind a new vision for the company uh, as it relates to marketing. So I have so many questions for you, Vadine. I don't even know where to start. I'm actually looking at a few of the pages that we covered at Brand Week in your session around the five mantras for this modern CMO. And there's one page, and I told you this that day too, and I actually used it in the C-suite track that you put together that was a really great visual around how the CMO is uniquely positioned within the C-suite and to be able to connect the C-suite. And I know that is the first of the five mantras. Um, So I want to go there next, but before we do that, let's put some context around this five mantras for the modern CMO. Tell me how that came together and then what those five mantras are. And then let's, let's jump into the role of CMO. Yeah, sounds good. So, Look, I think, and and I don't think this will be any surprise to any of your listeners, that the role of marketing um, is fundamentally changing. And while the actual outcome of being relevant to customers is going to stay the same and will, will, frankly, I think, always stay the same, I think the way we go about doing that and the role of marketing in an organization to do that is fundamentally changing. And I think if you just look at some basic stats, it's really interesting what's happening to brands and marketing functions and the role of the CMO and the CEO's eyes. So let me give you a few stats. Um, There was a McKinsey study that said 83% of CEOs see marketers as a key driver of growth in a company. 
yet only 23% of CEOs believe that marketing was actually driving the full potential of the growth that they could in the company. So a little bit of a disconnect between what is expected of CMOs and marketing functions and what actually might be happening. You know, another thing in terms of brands, so 81% of consumers trust that brands is an important part of the purchase, but only 34% of consumers trust most of the brands they buy. So again, there's a issue with the CEO, CMO growth imperative. There seems to be a growing issue in terms of consumer trust of brands, which is obviously one of a marketer's key focus areas. And then lastly, one other really interesting thing I saw was this whole idea of communications and classic advertising. Only 41% of consumers trust brands to be accurate and truthful, and 74% try to avoid advertising altogether. So if you step back and think about marketing's role as a growth driver, building brands that are trusted and communications that connect, a lot of those things are really changing and under attack as consumers morph and evolve and expect very different things from the companies and businesses they interact with. So I think the truth is that it's, it's almost as if the word marketing itself needs a marketing campaign. Um, and this is something that E.J. Schultz said mid-2019, because marketing no longer encompasses all that goes into building brands and growing revenue. There's so much more than just advertising and brand building involved in marketing. And, and that's where the five mantras came from. Okay. So before we jump into the, the five mantras today, the brand week, you showed a video that blew my mind and everybody in the audience was like, holy cow, um, because it was the perfect representation of exactly what you just said. And that was your drone delivery. So tell us about that. Yeah, so the role of marketing is to understand and uncover the biggest barriers to shopping or to experience your brand. And one of those nowadays is how do you create the most frictionless access to your brand possible for the customer? So here at Walgreens, we were actually the first retailer to do a drone delivery in Christianburg, Virginia, in partnership with a Google company, which is Wing. Um, and it was just an outstanding example of trying to resolve customer barriers, not through communications, but through applying technology. So this was a pretty amazing example. And as your listeners may see here on the video, from eight minutes to order, we were able to actually drop a package from Walgreens right to the front door of one of our customers. And if you think about it from a customer experience standpoint, this is a really important concept, right? Imagine you're a single mom or a single dad. You've got two sick kids at home and getting them all together in the winter into a car to get some flu medication is just not going to be okay. So imagine you could just open your app as we did in this test, click a button, a drone brings, let's say, ibuprofen to your doorstep. There you go in eight minutes, frictionless experience and uh, you're a delighted customer. And so we're experimenting with a lot of technologies like that to really overcome uh, barriers and to really give the best experience possible. Wow, I think all the things that we just talked about set the stage for discussing these five mantras, which are really important. And again, for those of you tuning in, I'm going to include a couple of visuals in Vineet's article so you can actually see the chart I'm looking at now. But Vineet, why don't you Take us through first, um, what are the five mantras? And then let's go uh, right into the first one. 
Sure. So the first one is unifying the C-suite behind the customer or what we call the most important C. That's mantra number one. Mantra number two is becoming your company's growth hacker. And that drone delivery idea was an example of where marketing in partnership with our, our cross-functional partners can really solve things um, through just using technology to hack growth. The third idea is, you know, we can't lose this idea that marketing still needs to bring purpose to an organization and to our customers. So the third mantra is around this idea of connecting purpose and commerce. The fourth idea is about making everything personal. You know, we live in this new golden age of marketing where things literally can be more personal than ever. And that allows relevancy for our brands to go to the next level. And then lastly, we've got to do a really good job um, cultivating unicorns, as we like to say. And what I mean by this is cultivating this modern unicorn talent that brings all the modern skill sets together. Because if we as CMOs are not developing the talent from within, I'm not sure our industry is going to be in great shape for the future. And so that's a really important part of this modern CMO's role. Yeah, 100% agreed. I mean, talent development and support is number one for what I think about every day at Adweek and helping the talent of tomorrow. So thanks for making that one of your five mantras. So let's talk about the first one. This is the page I'm looking at. This looks like you're designing a car. Um, there's spokes and wheels all over the place. And it says the CMO is uniquely positioned to connect the C-suite. Describe this chart to us. What are we looking at here? So what this chart is, and I'm sure it's not dissimilar to many large organizations out there, is just how many chiefs there are in organizational structures today, right? In a modern organization, you've got chief medical officers, chief privacy officers, chief communication officers, technology officers, product officers, sales officers. I mean, I could go on and on. And if you really take a second and note down just how many chiefs of different functions there are in large global organizations. The question gets begged, which is, how do you really unify all of these functions against one common goal and idea? And ultimately, you know, I really believe that marketing's role in organizations has always been to be the voice of the customer back into an organization. And so the idea here is how can the chief marketing officer role actually take all of these different organizations and rally and galvanize them around solving the biggest problems and barriers that customers need us to solve. And I think many of your listeners would have found, I know I certainly have found that once you put the customer at the center of the conversation, it really motivates, energizes, and brings people together. And that's really what this idea is all about. So, okay, so a lot of people talk about the role of the CMO and putting the customer in the center of the conversation, but what I really love is that beautiful art of creating simplicity out of complex topics that just resonate and make sense, and Edward Tufte is famous for this. So the next page, and again, I'm going to include this in your article so people can see it, is you really describe a customer journey. In this particular example, it's a cancer treatment journey and the experience with Walgreens. And then you layer in all the different functions that have to be included along that customer journey path. I mean, th these are great examples. So tell us about it. Well, I think many of us, myself included, cancer has, has become a very major part of our lives, either for us personally or for our family. 
And one of the things that we at Walgreens try to do is try to pull together all of the different assets that we have to really create the best experiences possible. And in this case, we actually had an insight that we had learned that for many cancer patients, getting the diagnosis is a very traumatizing time. I think that's obvious and I think we understand that. But the understated part of it is for many people who are suffering with cancer, it's some of the side effects and that feeling of how they look on the outside that they want help with through beauty consultants and areas like that. And so what we actually were able to put together here at Walgreens was something we call Battle Beautifully. And the idea was, how can we bring together our pharmacy assets, our amazing people in our stores, including beauty consultants, and some of the great brands we have, to truly create an integrated cancer battling experience that allows our cancer patients to feel as beautiful as they do on the outside while they're going through treatment on the inside. So the idea here was, you know, imagine you're a patient who's just found out you have cancer and you're doing some web browsing. You know, we talked about how Walgreens ads would appear and, and display, and really we provide as much cancer relevant content as possible to really help and collaborate and, and help people look and feel better through this treatment. And we partner with an organization called Look Good and Feel Better to develop a lot of this content. Imagine after this web browsing, you then go into your local Walgreens store, and right there in the store is a window that sort of continues your journey, which says we, a Walgreens now offers a Feel More Like You program. From there, you go into the in-store pharmacy, and what we did was we trained more than 12,000 Walgreens pharmacists in empathy training and cancer-specific training on managing side effects from cancer treatment. From there, the pharmacist might give you your treatment. They then direct you to an in-store beauty consultants where we've actually trained 3,000 in-store beauty consultants on both empathy training, but also they've learned cancer-specific beauty treatments from our partner, Look Good, Feel Better. So, you know, if you're going through chemotherapy, how do you use makeup to replace the eyebrows? Or how do you really help cover up some of the skin irritation that can happen from some of the therapy that the chemo might provide. So we've now got beauty consultants partnering with pharmacists, and that all then goes into an app, which is one of the most downloaded apps in the App Store, our Walgreens Rewards Program, to have ongoing support tracking appointments, prescription refill reminders, personalized suggestions for side effect management. So all of this comes together into a way such that we're not just a dispensary for the actual medication that your doctor might have prescribed you, but we bring together all of the assets and experiences that we have in the company, which means we have to bring together multiple functions to give the consumer this experience. And so this is a really good example of how do you put the customer at the center? How do you create an experience that galvanizes an organization? And then you bring together 20, 30 functions to do each of their own part to create the seamless experience such that the customer only sees Walgreens. They don't see the different functions bringing it together. And it was just an example of where uh, the whole company galvanized around this idea of battling beautifully for cancer survivors and uh, people going through treatment and coming together behind a new experience we wanted to deliver. Yeah. 
Well, it's fantastic. And again, I'm going to share this page on your article and I'm looking at it right now and it just brings together the complex in such a very easy to digest way. Everything from where SEO fits in and legal, search marketing, social, brand marketing, training development, HR, merchandising, pharmacists, supply chain, store operations, loyalty. I mean, this one page, there's, there's your tufty moment, Vineet. I love it. Uh, so very cool. Okay, so I know we're going to run out of time. I could talk to you forever on this one, but let's go through the other four mantras. So the first one we just covered was unify the C-suite behind the most important C, the customer. Tell me about number two. Yeah, so the second one, and we can do this really quickly because we did talk about it earlier, is just this idea of being your company's growth hacker. And I think really this is about finding the most pressing customer problems you have in your company and how is marketing able to partner with other functions to really connect new technologies to solve your customer's biggest problems? So we talked about drone delivery solving uh, a real problem for, for certain sets of customers, but we're also looking at other things as well. So things like open source innovation platforms. So think of things like Postmates in New York City. You know, what many people don't know is Walgreens also, um, we also own Dwayne Reed in New York, which is a beloved um, sort of uh, uh, store that you can find pretty much all over Manhattan. And in New York, in the middle of the winter, many times, you know, you need something right away. You can't get right out to the Dwayne Reed. And we're now partnering with Postmates, who will deliver, you know, whatever you need within, let's say, 20, 30 minutes of you ordering it. Another example of where customer pickup has grown 17 times since we started it, and again, leveraging an open source technology and delivery platform like Postmates to solve a problem with putting the customer at the center. You know, another example is um, we've got a group in the company right now uh, launching a kind of, think of it as a almost a two-way digital platform called FindCare. That's really almost like a platform connecting customers to healthcare providers they might not have found otherwise. So think of something like you're suffering from sleep or insomnia, being able to connect on a digital platform to a group of providers who can really help you through that after uploading your data around sleep diagnosis could be another way to do this. So I think it's this idea of how can marketing and the CMO function play a role to really leverage technology to hack growth in ways that is not just communications, but solving problems by really open sourcing ideas, bringing them together, but applying them to the same problems and you know, solving them well beyond just communications. And again, we're going to include the drone video, but thanks for sharing those other examples as well. I know you're, you're working on some other cool things, so I'm going to keep watching what you're doing, but let's keep rolling. So number three, connect purpose and commerce. Yeah, so, so the idea here is, you know, I, I think as CMOs, we've talked a lot about brand purpose. And I think one of the things that obviously many of us need to do is ensure that as we talk about purpose, that we're connecting it to the most meaningful kind of commercial parts of our business as well. So purpose without commerce, as well as community is something that we just really need to bring together as CMOs. So an example of that would be this idea of vitamin angels. So we are one of the top five vitamin retailers in the US here at Walgreens. At the same time, you know, for every vitamin that someone purchases at Walgreens, we contribute 1% of all vitamin retail sales provide life-saving vitamins to children and families in developing countries. So that's what we really saw as the third mantra here, which is this idea of connecting purpose and commerce, such that 
it's not just purpose for the sake of purpose. It's purpose that actually is connected to some of the most important commercial aspects of your business. Yeah. Well, and I remember when we had talked about the example that you shared earlier around patients battling cancer in for Walgreens Boots Alliance, that purpose, I mean, you have a plethora of things you can connect to because your whole purpose is to help people feel better. And we were talking about how hard it is for some marketers too, who don't work on a business like Walgreens, where it's just so obvious, how do they find their purpose? Do you have any tips for that? I think the, the key is your purpose has to come out of where your business starts, right? And I think one of the hardest things to do is really finding the core competence of your business, what you're really good at. And I'd argue that almost every business can then apply what they're really good at to helping their communities or society at large in a specific way. And I think that's the way to look at it, go from the inside out. And I think if we do that, um, as opposed to the outside in, most companies can find a purpose that can really make an impact in, in their world and their communities. Yeah, I love that inside out. We've talked about that quite a few times when it comes from a culture perspective. For instance, you can't sell it inside, you can't sell it outside, but man, that applies to just about everything. So, okay, so let's go to number four. Make everything personal. What's that about? So the idea here is, you know, I think as marketers, we now live in a new golden age of marketing. And what that means is we can drive relevancy at hyper-personalized levels that we weren't able to before by combining the right data stack and architecture with the right marketing campaign orchestration and technology. And so how do you go from mass marketing to much more one-to-one -one marketing uh, that really speaks to the person or the customer exactly the way they want to be spoken to. So an example would be, let's say, you know, Walgreens is running a, a flu shot campaign, which is something we do every single year. Instead of running one mass campaign this year, we realize that customers take flu shots for very different reasons. And depending on that rationale, we should be serving up to drive relevancy, communications and connections back to our brand that speak exactly to why that person might be taking that flu shot. So for flu this year, the team did an amazing job of pulling together more than 400 versions of video assets, completely dynamically optimized. So if you were someone who we knew was taking a flu shot because of an elderly parent, we would serve you up an, an ad where the communication was focused around that, as well as a variety of other content. And if you were someone taking care of a younger child, and that was a reason taking a flu shot, we dynamically serve you up something like that. So it's this idea of moving from mass marketing to personalized marketing. And we really live in an era now where that's pretty much the expectation of the customer, and we've got to take advantage of that. So this idea of making everything personal is very much about relevancy for the customer. But underneath that is all of the stuff that we could spend hours geeking out on, on things like data architecture, marketing automation, and technology to really bring that to life. And it's our role to really help our companies become more personal than ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could totally have an entire hour, two, three hour session with you on this alone. But you got any tips for how to ensure that you have the right data going into the equation so that you can provide the right solutions coming out? 
The biggest tip that I personally have learned over the years is start not with the data, but with the customer journeys and use cases. So when you work back from the customer and you say, here's the journeys and use cases that I think we can make the customer's life world experiences absolutely frictionless with our brand, that helps really determine the data and the plumbing and the architecture that needs to come together, as well as the marketing technology to create those connections to life. So I think a lot of, a lot of companies and, and marketers, sometimes we make the mistake of starting data out. As always in marketing, the answer is always from the customer in. And that's been the experience that I've had, um, at least in, in learning my way through this. Absolutely. Okay. And now for number five, I like all five of these, but this is my favorite one. Cultivate unicorns. Tell me how you're cultivating unicorns at Walgreens Boots Alliance. I think the truth is, is that, um, you know, we all have to cultivate unicorns because if you look back at the last 15 to 20 years of how marketing training has been done, look, it's been great training and it's about different brand building frameworks on one hand, or it's hardcore performance marketing on the other hand. And it's going to take a mix of all of these skill sets to bring this to life. And there's a lot of data out there showing a, a couple of things as we sort of studied the topic. The first thing that we've begun to believe here at Walgreens Boots Alliance is that experience is no longer a proxy for capability. In fact, in many specific specialist capabilities, it may be that you need a very different generational cohort to run a lot of your hard-hitting SEM campaigns and performance marketing campaigns. I think the second thing that we've learned is that marketers uh, in general um, are struggling with technical topics across channels. So I know when we did an assessment of our own organization, it's things like A-B testing, SEO, programmatic advertising, attribution models, you know, data architecture, marketing automation. These are some of the things that are really, really challenging. And I know, I remember I read a McKinsey study which was that what's really interesting is that after years of product marketing and software engineering being the biggest demand to supply gap from a talent standpoint, it's actually increasingly now becoming digital marketing where demand is outstripping supply. So my personal point of view is that over the next kind of two, three, four, five years, real digital marketers and then those people that can truly connect the dots between technical performance marketing and brand storytelling and all of the technology and data architecture in between are going to define the next kind of 15, 20 years of marketing. And so we're trying to build competencies across the company. And I'll share with you in a second how around digital native capabilities, data architecture and plumbing capabilities, user experience and design, and then also diversity, because as you know, the population around the world is getting more and more diverse, especially here in the US. And we need our, our, our organizations to represent that. And so what we've actually just done is that we've launched across almost a thousand marketers across Walgreens Boots Alliance, a entirely self-directed training program, which people can use on their app. They can kind of get trained on demand at any time they want to do it. So what we're doing is running nine sprints over the next 12 months that a thousand marketers are going to go through all together. And what this is going to do is in these nine different sort of agile sprints, they're go where our organization is going to grow and learn in the same capabilities on their own time together across these different areas I was sharing about. And a year from now, we're going to come back and do an assessment of how our capabilities have grown from before we started 
to the end. And it's really going to give us a benchmark of where we stand with the organization. And uh, we've just actually gone the process of launching that early in the new year. And we'll let you know in 12 months how these, how these nine different sprints went. But our, we're very hopeful that this is going to begin the journey of cultivating this unicorn talent we're all going to need over the next decade. So I love that. And I applaud your efforts. Thank you for doing that. I just had Deborah Wall on the show right before the holidays. And she said that she was really on a mission now as she thinks about the future to bust the myth that you're either a creative marketer or you're a performance marketer. And the future is going to see more merging between the two, which is exactly what you just said as well. So I, one question for you personally is as you were growing up into the ranks to your current position as a marketer, did you feel like you had a, a lean in on any particular side and how did you bring balance between the two? You know, I definitely grew up very classically trained, right? My first kind of eight or nine years were, were at P&G and I'm very thankful for the, for the training and, and the brand building and storytelling and innovation muscle. But post that, it's a kind of a set of experiences that I think you really start to develop by choosing the jobs that you sort of accept or uh, are promoted into. So I've since then run digital centers for large companies. I've moved to Silicon Valley. And I think really the key is, is you know, you're always going to have a leaning because it's where you started in your career. But how does each career experience after the next actually push you to the point where half of it you can apply what you know, but the other half of it you don't even know where to begin? And I think that's sort of been an approach that I've taken in my career. Of course, still a lot to learn. And I think we're all going to keep learning and growing for the rest of our lives. But um, it's something that, you know, I know I've consciously tried to do, which is each next experience being different from the last and at least half of it pushing me in ways that, you know, I don't even know where to begin. And, and that's sort of been, been the journey. Well, you had quite an impressive journey. And of course, I can never let you go anywhere without my final question. So if you were looking at your eight, nine, 10-year-old self or your children, what one piece of advice would you have given your younger self knowing what you know today? You know, very interesting. I have a seven-year-old son, so I'm right in this zone. And uh, I know the advice that I try to give him or try to expose him to is just be curious, get as many experiences as possible, because in the end, no matter what role you're in or what you're doing, that's when you're going to draw from. So get as many experiences as possible driven from curiosity. I love it. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you so much for coming back and, and joining me and giving us a great update on all the cool things you're doing. Thanks so much, Nadine. Great talking to you. Likewise. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues who you think might enjoy it too. And if you have time, I would really love your review or ratings on Apple or SoundCloud. So thanks again and have a great day. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? 
Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.